That Force Radio. That Force Radio is rated M for mature. Or should that be immature? Hey guys, Dustin Wint. Hey, this is Scott Snyder. This is Paul Dini. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. You're listening to Bat Force Radio. This is Tom King. I write Batman Bitch. And this is Bat Force Radio. Yo, 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 hey, this your boy Grandpa Batman. I went to New York City on Batman Day. Hold on, hold on. Who the, who the fuck is playing uh, air hockey right now? Yeah. <laughs> What's the story? Hashtag Gramps and Gotham. Um, <laughs> yeah, so my wife and I, uh, we try to take like a little trip uh, on our anniversary every year. And we had such a fun time. Uh, in New York City last year when I came up for New York Comic Con and um, we only got to stay a couple of days so we we wanted to come back and kind of see more of the city uh, that we didn't get a chance to last time so and you also didn't get to see Frank Miller last time that's exactly right I missed him by a day um, so she she gave me the op she threw out some options to go for our destination this year and, and, uh, New York city was on one of them. So I said, yes, I want to go there, hook up, uh, with my boys up there. And so we flew in and it just happened to be on Batman day, which, um, you know, a certain comic book shop that won't give us any access to, to promote them and stuff was having a signing. And Ooh. so they were having the Frank Miller, Scott Snyder, Greg Capullo, and uh, Tom King signing, and I was I was like looking at the itinerary, and I was like, okay, we fly in at one o'clock or two o'clock Eastern, and I was checking the agenda, and I saw that the signing started at two o'clock, so I was like, okay, so we go from LaGuardia to the hotel. I can take a train up to. Uh, well, I was. I was, I was trying to get the stewardess to, you know, open the door for me so I could just sail down on my cape and land, you know, Times Square. But that didn't happen. <laughs> I told the wife, I was like, well, why don't you take the bags back to the hotel and I'll get a separate taxi and I'll go on down to the shop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you just take care of it. I'm going here. I have my own agenda. You can do whatever the hell you want. It'd be a shame if I come... 1500 miles and didn't even get to see these guys but oh well i understand and then uh somebody on kick mentioned that the signing was actually downtown a couple of blocks away from my hotel i mean so it just worked out perfect as soon as we uh landed get in the crazy cab ride which it looked like a family circus cartoon as far as the route he took all over that fucking city instead of just going straight there but um, finally get in the hotel about three o'clock and I walked like four blocks north 
Oh, first I had to buy a pair of pants. Came all this way and I left my, I wasn't wearing, I forgot my pants. I didn't have any pants. So I had to go, I had to go to this Century 21 shop or whatever to find some fucking pants. And, you know, apparently everyone in New York City wears a size 28 waist and can't find any pair of pants for anybody. So I was like, geez. So then I had to finally find the fattest pair of pants they had. And then I walked out down to the shop and um, you walk up the stairs and there they were just sitting right there. Of course, I didn't win the raffle to get, uh, you know, anything signed, but I was able to stand, you know, probably about six feet away from them. And, you know, I, I snapped some photos for bat force and, uh, sent you guys some of those photos and just kind of hung out after it was over, you know, they're exiting the table. And if you, do, if you know the shop I'm talking about, they have like this, tall steep staircase that goes from the main entrance up to the second level where the shop's at and they have like this rug at the very top of the staircase and so frank miller is is exiting and he's shaking some people's hands and they're thanking him for coming by and i'm like standing right in front of him and i'm i'm just like wow i I wanted to reach out my hand to shake it but then i was like no i'm not gonna do that so he's he's turning to leave and like his foot gets caught on the edge of the rug. And I thought he was like going to fall and do the Dark Knight Returns pose all the way down the staircase. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> because he about, he about went. I was just like, it was like one of those moments that it goes in slow motion. And you're like, no, because I mean, he was going down. But luckily, like a couple of guys grabbed him real quick before he took a bad fall. <laughs> you'd, you'd, you'd have been scarred for the rest of your life. <laughs> spend the rest of your days you weren't there man you weren't there i know it would have been really bad they caught him so he was fine and he made his way down the steps and um, got in his bat tank and and drove off you know greg capullo came up and you know chatted with me and he's like hey are you that guy from texas and i'm like yeah that's me nice. world famous <laughs> yeah <laughs> so he was really cool and got to talk with him and um you know snyder came up and he was like hey introducing me to you know king and uh those guys were really super cool and got to talk with them and uh, you know just had a real good time and an awesome experience that to me was a pretty much the highlight of my trip you know and it was only three hours into the trip and i was like i'm done i'm whatever <laughs> i could go home happy you know it was awesome so you know, I, I didn't bug him for autographs, but I just wanted to meet him and talk to him. So that that was awesome. Then I got to meet up with uh, you fine gentlemen at, at a, an establishment and have another hell of an evening. <laughs> the night was still young. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, 630. Was... So, yeah, it was about but, two uh, and a half, three hours. Well, it happened like around 830, no? Off I wasn't booze. supposed to be drinking either because I was on some kind of like bronchitis antibiotics. But uh, same here. Designated bomb squad. Batcrap's like, fuck this. He goes out the back door, changes into his bat suit, and he's gone. <laughs> pressure cooker pressure cooker well at first it was very confusing and i mean especially for me and my wife we're not from new york city so we're not used i mean we're not used to anything like that i mean yeah we're from dallas but things don't blow up in dallas like that and uh, bomb going off i gotta meet my friends for drinks so <laughs> <laughs> well i i had seen on like some talk shows about how like you know that uh some manholes had are known to like 
explode from time to time from like you know the a gas leak underneath the street and stuff. Well, someone said, well, that could have been you know one of those manhole covers, but then you you saw this smoke over the over the building, and I mean, I took a photo with my phone, but you just saw this smoke, and you could smell this gas, and you're yeah. like, that's not that's not a manhole. And then the fire truck just kept coming, and the police kept coming, and then the black SUV started coming, and yeah. then the the bomb squad car with the sphere, you know, containment thing drives by, and the police start going to get inside, and we're like, oh shit. Yeah, it's it's it kept coming every time the wind blew. It was like, oh, you can smell it clearly. Yeah, we probably should have left. <laughs> Two hours when the streets were um, when we walked outside after we paid our. <laughs> we drunk math tried to pay our, tried like, tried to pay our tab. We're like, ah, bah, bah. <laughs> everyone throw in six dollars. I'm sure the the waitress was glad we didn't ditch the first time because yeah, yeah. We <laughs> I mean, we walk outside and like, there's no one on the streets at that point, but the cops and the fire trucks. And that's when I it really hit me. I was like, we're in ground zero of something that's going to be huge news and this is not somewhere i want to stick around so yeah we went past the police you know tape (laughs) every corner so many people like asking interview we were there for for two hours after the explosion and there's still emergency vehicles showing up yep that's what what, ramps at, at what at what point in the evening did you become a uh swedish celebrity Oh, <laughs> yeah, so we, <laughs> we we're walking like you know to the police or to the end of the end of the avenue because like where we were was like pretty much in the middle of between Sixth Avenue and Fifth Avenue, right on Twenty Third Street. Twenty Third Street goes east and west. Avenues go north and south. Yeah. And so we walk and we go under the police tape, and this girl just like sticks this. Uh, recorder in my face and all these cameras start going off in my face (laughs) and she's like I could tell she was she had like a European accent but she was like what did you see what what happened on the whole time I'm okay football four touchdowns one game (laughs) (laughs) see how bloodshot my eyes were from the Jaeger bombs (laughs) bad she's asking me all these questions and I'm making sure that they spell my name right (laughs) And then the Channel 5 news lady drags me over to the news truck and, okay, right here, we're going to get you on. And I'm like, I'm like sitting there going, I'm going to be on CNN. This is going to be awesome. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it was bad, but you got to understand. In the frame of mind I was at at the time, it was like, it was like a whirlwind. And then my phone's blown up and my wife's like, where are you? Get over here. We're leaving. Get over here. So, I was like, okay, sun's over. But Grandma Batman wasn't happy. No, she wasn't happy. Well, she, <laughs> yeah, she seemed pretty worried, and rightly so. After, yeah. I mean, it was it was a big deal. Um, but I got I, you know, guys, I, I really want to thank you guys for taking care of us and getting us uh, back to you know on a train that would actually take us downtown and and you know making us feel safe and and that. Everything was going to be all right. So I sincerely thank all you guys. So uh, You're welcome. It was a pleasure. Really, thank you guys. What's a good time without an explosion? <laughs> <laughs> I was just afraid that Mike would, uh, Mike's wife 
would think he was the suspect because he goes off the one time he goes off and something <laughs> yeah, exactly. happens. Was like, God, so bad. <laughs> like the first time in a year and, and that happens and i like immediately send her pictures i'm like everybody's okay don't panic <laughs> oh, I mean, we're I making home. light of the situation but it was a pretty serious situation and i and you yeah. know I, I people got hurt and i hope they and their families are all doing okay by this time but luckily the the new york uh pd and the feds were on top of that motherfucker's ass yeah. like who wants business and they found another one four blocks down yeah, yeah, real close. My phone was that, blown up all night. You guys remember seeing the bomb squad walking down the middle of the street when we left? Yeah. Oh yeah. That was. That's when I was like, "Whoa, this is, like, you know, pretty exactly. bad." I mean, up until that point, <laughs> Funk Flex. <laughs> <laughs> that one guy didn't even know what happened. He saw it on the news. Did you see that dude? He was like, "Wait, what is that?" He's like, "It's outside." <laughs> Bartender's like, "It's right outside, bro." <laughs> few too many <laughs> yeah glad you guys are all okay though uh, yeah. uh every time i hear about something happening uh over in new york uh think about how how all you guys are doing thank you I, I was just happy to be there with you guys it was uh you know it's a really good experience uh, not good but uh, yeah got an exile call to the bad man who comes <laughs> a half hour late who does that i did Push league. <laughs> Especially when Grandpa Batman and Grandma Batman are coming. That's ridiculous. <laughs> we were a half hour late. <laughs> Even though Gramps didn't have a Batman shirt, we let it slide. I told you, oh, I sweated it out. Geez. that day. Sweated, I, I got all sweaty from saving uh, Miller's life. Yeah, I, I sweated it out. I, I, wanted to, I, wanted, I wanted to be presentable and then get there. And you guys are all wearing Batman shirts, and I was like, Damn it! Shoulda worn the Batman shirt. <laughs> Are you gonna? Is this gonna be like your tradition now to come this around this time of year? Man, I'd I'd like to come back as often as I can. I, I love the city. I love you know, uh, like I was telling Colt, I was like, you know, for me, living and growing up where I I am, it puts the books and all the titles in a whole new perspective because, mm-hmm. you know, New York City feels like you know well gotham city is based around new york city and it just it just makes the stories that much more uh, almost real you know and i, I kind of feel like anyone who writes batman has had has to spend time in new york city t- to understand you know the magnitude and and the you know the grittiness and the darkness of that place in order to really make it, you know, seem real to the reader, so I like it because it may it, it gives me as the reader uh, a reference to in my mind as I'm reading. It's like, oh yeah, that's I could really see that happening. And it was interesting because at you know we were staying at a hotel um, downtown off Wall Street. Um, just Wall Street was right around the corner, but it was like William and Wall Street. And like at night, because it's like down in the business financial area, that place is like a ghost town pretty much because all the actions up in Midtown and stuff like that. But down in the financial district, it's a ghost town. So that's why those shows love to film down there, because one, you got those buildings that look, you know, like like Gotham and all that stuff. But there's no one around. But they were filming an episode of Gotham literally right around the corner from me. 
it had all these signs, you know, cars got to be out of here because we're filming Gotham here. So I kind of investigated a little bit down this alley that they were filming in. And I think, um, I actually think they were filming inside one of the buildings um, that uh, they did for that episode with the Court of Owls. It had to be. It has to be on either last week or one of the. Uh, I thought I thought you, were, you thought you were going to say you were creeping around for like, like an hour and then you realized, ah, oh, they're just doing a fish mooney scene. Let's get out of here. <laughs> 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 Pretty much. I mean, because the alley in <laughs> these buildings and there was actually a church. Uh, church on the end of the corner so it could have made a really cool cityscape but you know you could see the the cables from all the production stuff going into this building but um it was just kind of neat i was like holy shit they're filming gotham right here so that was also kind of neat to see um that firsthand that's an interesting take gramps because you know you grow up in new york city you kind of i don't know me i you tend to overlook things you're just off to the next whatever and so it's yeah. interesting. Perfect example is, you know, if you if you're so close to something, you really don't see the whole big picture until you back away from it, you know. And right. you guys are right there in it every day. You're used to it. It's your day to day. It's all you know. But for me, I don't know that world. So it's almost like I get to come. It's almost like New York City is it's like a playground to me. And I get to come and be in this Batman playground. But I have to go away, but I can look at it, back at it and read my books, and I'm back in the playground all over again. There's areas and neighborhoods and streets named after actual places in New York City. Like, I took this picture. There's a there's a street called Park Row. I mean, I was just like, wow, there's an actual Park Row. And just little things like that, you know, that, that there's the Bowery and, and things like that, that I was just like, I was in my mind. I was picturing the map of Gotham City in in uh, the Arkham games, Arkham Origins. I was like, "Wow!" I'm walking around, and I'm like, "You can tell I'm a tourist because my head is up in the clouds." The entire time. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I'm I'm making sure my wallet, my phone are in my front pockets, but I'm like walking around. Yeah, I've got my fanny pack <laughs> and my selfie stick, and uh, and I'm. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, my fold-out <laughs> map. Hey, I can use that map better than I can use any phone app. I mean, that's the damn truth. But you know what? I love the fact that New York people, God bless them, they're all so nice. They'd see me with my map, and they would tell me, oh, are you trying to get somewhere? And they'd help me go where I wanted to go. Every time, every time. And so, like, I'm sitting there, and I'm walking down the street going, now I know why Spider-Man swings around, and Daredevil, you know, uses his you know, grapple hook to swing around instead of like having a bicycle or a, or a motorcycle because there's so many fucking people and cars and taxis. I was like, he's better off being above all that, you know, swinging around. So that's what I'm saying is like being there. You're saying that next time you're bringing your grappling hook. Yeah. (laughs) And, and one of those little scooters. I saw this kids on scooters. I was like, I'm getting one of those smart that's what daredevil needs he needs a scooter <laughs> i'm definitely i'm definitely gonna try to be up there as much as i can guys especially after uh me and brother mike talked about our uh new business we're gonna go in and start start mike co toys <laughs> yeah mike toys. we're gonna make the most obscure characters limited quality that way they're collector's items you know our first i i shouldn't give this away but i'm gonna give you in let's get in on the first exclusive it's gonna be bag lady batman 
And um, <laughs> finally, it was funny talking to my wife. I was like, I was like, babe, you know, you know, this figure, this figure, this figure. She's like, yeah. I was like, this it's is the guy you can fault. blame. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, really? That's wow. You get, you got a lot of his stuff. I was like, yep. Hi there, everybody. This is Tim Sale. Are you near listening to Bat Force Radio? Hashtag buy me hot toys. <laughs> on, on Instagram, I saw um, the Justice League, you know, there, when someone posted the Justice League trailer and at the end where um, Ben Affleck is, ta- you know, face-to-face with Arthur Curry and he says, um, so I hear you talk to fish. Someone <laughs> in the comments said, you know, they tagged one of their friends and said, oh, my God, Fish Mooney's going to be in the movie. I wonder how they're going to play it. And I'm like, oh, oh my God. Here we go. <laughs> Dude, seriously, go play in traffic, kid. <laughs> I, I blame the school system. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. So, Rob, Robin, I'm interested in hearing about um, your Toronto Comic-Con experience. Frank Miller panel and all that. Yeah, we, we were supposed to do this episode, like, uh, three weeks ago or something. But... Uh, Jeff just kept getting put off. Shit happens. Podcast lives matter. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, Fan Expo Toronto uh, was first week of September. Uh, Grandpa Batman attended the Dallas leg of the show. And uh, you had the Dark Knight panel there as well, yes? Correct. So, uh, basically, Fan Expo Toronto uh, was a a lot similar in its guest lineup to the Dallas show. Uh, So, we had Frank Miller, Klaus Janssen... Uh, Brian Azzarello and Andy Kubert, the Dark Knight 3 team. Uh, Mark Hamill and Kevin Conroy were there. Uh, Burt Ward and Adam West. Uh, they hit uh, just about every convention that uh, you could find. Uh, Stan Lee was there. Again, Stan Lee hits, uh, hits just about every convention. Uh, so the DK3 panel, uh, all four guys there, they talked a lot about uh, what led to the creation of DK3, how, how it uh, came to be. Uh, talked a lot about what's coming up for the rest, uh, for the rest of the story. And also got into, uh, we're going to have some audio coming up in a few minutes from the Q&A. Uh, someone brought up uh, All-Star Batman and whether Frank has intentions to finish that up. And Frank uh, does say that he does want to finish it up, so you'll, you'll hear Frank's uh, thoughts on All-Star Batman and Robin. He uh, must in get that asked audio that portion. every convention. He's fucking tired of that question. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he, he actually addressed it, and uh, he actually thanked the person for bringing it up this time. So I guess he uh, must have made a decision now. Yeah, how are you guys? Thanks, everyone. I think the mini comics have been like a fantastic inclusion, uh, you know, especially for getting me back into uh, you know, comic shop buying single issues again. So thanks for those. And I was wondering, are those going to be included alongside uh, the main story for this published book? Whatever Frank wants. <laughs> no! <laughs> Uh, 
that maybe would have incorporated a continuation of that story, which I know is eventually going to be on the books, but maybe flashbacks or something, because I, I do like that story. Well, we, we, we have been talking, and I, I, I want to hear it, so it's a good chance. Oh, it's recognized way to Batman now. Well, Darkman has effects. 
Uh, he didn't mention anything about uh, anyone else involved in it, so that I wouldn't. I don't expect Jim Lee to be on it because you know, he's got a lot of irons in the fire and has to keep up with all that stuff already. He's going to keep all that stuff delayed. <laughs> Aside from uh, the DK3 stuff, uh, pictures and video uh, we'll have up on the Batforce page. And Tim Sale was there, Greg Capullo was there, so I uh, chatted with both of those guys a bit. Uh, I got to sit down with Kevin Conroy, so we've got audio of that coming up as well. We talked nice. about some fun Ooh, stuff. Busy. Uh, also got to meet uh, Dave Franchosa there at the panel. Uh, oh, he's... Yes. <laughs> We're we're all so fucking mysterious on Instagram that we never post pictures of ourselves, so we don't even know we what each other look like. Most of us. <laughs> so, Dave, Dave, Dave and I are sending each other pictures. Like he he texts me and says, "Hey, I'm I'm in the Miller panel. I just sat down. Like, yeah, I'm in here too." He sends me a picture from where he's sitting. Like, this is where I am. So I send one back. Like, this is where I am. And then he finds me and comes over to my seat and. Uh, he was nice enough to bring me a custom-made Frank the Tank Miller T-shirt that he made. Yes, they're they're awesome. Ooh. Yeah, he made one for Frank Miller too, didn't he? He gave that to me. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, I was with him in line after the panel for the signing, and he he gave it to Frank. Uh, you know, got to <laughs> hand it to him in person and see his reaction. Everybody's yeah, like, Frank loved it. That's pretty cool, kid. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right. How's going? Excellent. How about you? How's Canada been? Huh? How's Canada been? Oh, very nice. <laughs> no, everybody actually, I did the con yesterday, and everybody was incredibly gracious. Well-deserved reputation for, for Canada nice. Well, glad you had that experience. Yeah. It never ended. That's what was so weird. Every time I looked up, I kept looking. I kept waiting for it to get smaller. It didn't. So at eight o'clock last night, he said, "You know, I gotta go. <laughs> I'm not sleeping here." <laughs> I was pleasantly surprised. I was like, people ask me sometimes, "What other animated heroes you want to play?" And I would say. What other animated heroes are there that played Batman? Back in 1991, that was the first animated role I auditioned for. I'd done theater, TV, stage, Broadway. I'd never done an animated voice. This is the first one. And um, to learn this has been an amazing ride. What's wonderful about the characters 
He's almost a reluctant hero. Wishes he didn't have to. There's a wonderful scene in the past of the Fantastic where he's at his friend's grave and he's asking them to please release him from his vow because he's in love. And you sense this, this struggle in this guy because he knows that he's doing his right and it has to be done. But he wants to have a normal life. He wants to live. And he knows those two, he knows those two, two worlds will not reconcile. That's the wonderful dilemma of the character. Um, and he has no superpowers. He's just a normal, normal man. He's made this good. And that's why audiences are so in love with this guy. They just love this character so much. When I come to these comic cons, I get to interact. And, because, um, you know, when you're reporting, you never get to interact with anybody. You know? And I'm a stage actor, so I like to deal with people. Um, and when you come to comic cons, you get to deal with the audience and interact with the audience. And the experiences people tell me um, that they've had in their lives, that that, 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 that Batman has helped them, it's really extraordinary. There was a, a young woman in Chicago who came up to me at the Chicago Comic Con and said, You know, I've always wanted to meet you because I grew up in the project. And every day after school, I had that. But all my friends had gangs and guns. And they're all dead or in jail. She said, And now I'm a professional with a family. She said, You know, if it hadn't been for, for those shows, you know, I would have had nowhere else to go. She was. You, you're, you're brought into a very personal part of people's lives. Can we talk about the Batcraft's Frank Miller cosplay? Ha! Nobody talked about that. <laughs> that was uncanny. <laughs> it was. I was like, man, just grow a little beard. You're you're set, man. Yeah, totally. You're a legend. You're a legend, sir. The wrap-up uh, stuff for Fan Expo, uh, aside from uh, talking with uh, Kevin Conroy, I also bumped into Dave and Meredith Finch at uh, one of the press events. So chatted with Dave a bit about his uh, Batman, his first run on Batman, which his arc has just ended. So he'll be back after uh, Mikkel Jannon's uh, next arc. Uh, so we talked a bit about that, what, uh, you know, how we liked working with Tom King. Uh, I also spoke a little bit with Meredith Finch about her Catwoman story that's coming up, uh, that's going to be coming out next month. Uh, so some point in the next month, we'll have her on an episode and she's going to tell us all about that story. And uh, another, fun thing about, another fun thing about a con being in town is just uh, all the celebrity guests uh, running around. You bump into a lot of people through the weekend. Uh, we sat at uh, at a bar a few tables away from Charlie Cox, uh, Daredevil from Netflix, mm. just sitting there a few tables away. Uh, ben McKenzie and Marina Baccarin were sitting at a table in the bar. Uh, oh. Bumped into Christopher Lloyd a few times. Yeah, so it's a, it's a good time being uh, just being in town when there's a con there. Make sure to hit a big mic, a.k.a. Gorilla Mike, a.k.a. Magic Mike, over at 800 Pound Productions for its Star Wars prints, Marvel prints, DC prints, Stranger Things, and everything great from the world of pop culture. Yeah, check out my site. I just updated it recently. I got original art. Got some new art prints on there. A little Marvel, a little DC, a little Star Wars. It's uh, 800pounds.com. So 
800-LBPRODS.com. <laughs> Resident Evil. <laughs> <laughs> I'm interested. Did you guys already talk about the uh, those Tall Tales, the Batman games? No. What exactly, what kind of game is it, or what's the style? Kind of like a choose your own adventure. No, not choose your own adventure, but is that what it, like you make your yeah. like? Yeah. So it's yeah, not whatever like, you do is gonna affect the game. So is it like um like the previous games like the Arkham Asylum, you know, City? No, or... no, no, doesn't, doesn't no. This is more like at all. You're walking through and then like you hit buttons sometimes to react to shit and punch or like, whatnot. But you and it's it's uh, it's completely linear. Like uh, the Arkham games are open world, where you roam around and you do what you want yeah. when you want. Uh, the, these games, uh, decision based games, are completely linear. So you're guided through point A to point B, and you just get to make decisions on what you say to someone. You know, when someone asks you a question, and you decide how you treat them, and then that affects how they are towards you in the future. Really? Yeah. Episode two, they fucking cover, you know, when his parents are murdered, dude. That's that's so good, man. Uh, the way you guys are talking about it, I was gonna say it sounds like, uh, an, like a common, common, comic book that, that you choose what goes on, or you choose what, you know, how you do things, or what you say, like you guys were talking about. It and, is, and like, I mean, there's like so many. Dis- I mean, you. Even from the start, it's like you go in your mansion and then Falcone comes in or whatever, and it's like, do you want to shake his hand? I was like, fuck no, I ain't shaking that dude's hand. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> shake his hand either. Fuck him. <laughs> it's all decision based, and what whatever you do, it don't matter when you do it, it's going to affect the game, like either right away or down the line. Yeah, so you you can play the game multiple times and yes. make different decisions each time and see different uh, see things play out differently each time. Huh. And we'll we'll see we'll see how it plays out through the uh, other episodes. But like in the Walking Dead ones that they did previously, there are parts where you know, you're getting attacked and you have to decide. Well, I can go rescue this person that's getting attacked, or I can rescue this person that's getting attacked. So whoever that you choose to rescue will be in the rest of the game. And the other person won't because they died. So yeah. it's, uh, you, you control a lot. Oh, I, I definitely do because, dude, the popularity <laughs> of just Telltale series games are, is huge. Yeah. They're, they're, throw they're in Batman, like the, dude, that's even bigger. I think they're into the third season or something of Walking Dead ones, so... Yeah. So did yeah. you guys only download it, or do you guys have the disc, or... Because I'm looking to buy either. I, I just yeah, downloaded I got, it. With the, I, disc, I the disc, can you play it all at once, or do you have to wait? No, no you they, have to they, wait. You still have to wait till they release each uh, each episode. Yeah. Two, yeah. Because, you know, I only have the PlayStation 3, and they say that they have the the disc for a PlayStation 3, but I haven't seen it anywhere, but... <clears throat> I'm just thinking about downloading it. Yeah, you can. I definitely would. I downloaded it and I got a discount. I think I only paid like 20 bucks for it. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That that ten bucks you saved paid for uh, paid for that uh, death stroke. Yeah. Now I can get high and make retarded decisions. (laughs) 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 I mean, like, uh, how do you guys know how much the disc is? Because like twenty nine ninety nine. Yes, yes, through you to get the disc, and that's the season pack. Okay, so it's worth it, though, dude. I mean, seriously, at the very end of episode two, I was like, man, that is that's really fucking good. Yeah, I'll I'll beat it before I beat Arkham Knight. That's for sure. (laughs) Let me get in my Batmobile. Fuck off. Hey, Gotham dwellers, make sure to stop everything right now. And subscribe to Bat Force Radio. We can be found on iTunes and SoundCloud. Don't miss out. Guaranteed to satisfy all of your Batman and DC needs. Hey, this is Greg Capullo, and you're listening to Bat Force Radio.